Hello and welcome to episode 6 of Dark Rose Comics Podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Jerry E, and I'm joined by my co-host, Victor Young. This is a podcast where two nerdy guys brew themselves a nice hot cup of coffee and then sitting down to break down, analyze, and discuss some of our favorite comic books. The coffee that we'll be brewing today is a mystery coffee, actually, and it's roasted by the Elysian Coffee Roasters. And the comics that we'll be discussing today are Dark Knight's Metal, Issue 3 and 4. Now, whether you are a regular or a first-time listener, if you like the show, please hit that subscribe button on the podcast service provider of your choice. We can be found on iTunes, Google Play Music, or on our website at darkrosecomics.podbean.com. Alongside with hitting that subscribe button, if you got a few minutes to spare, please leave us a review and rate us and make sure you tell your friends about this podcast. Now, before we warm up with that hot cup of coffee, let's catch up a little bit with each other. Uh, what have you been up to this past week, Victor? What have I been up to, Jerry? Oh, yep. What have I been up to? <laughs> came at, came at me strong. Okay. What have you been up to? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, man, you know what? It's been a really busy uh, week for me in terms of work. I actually jackhammered for the first time yesterday. Oh, shit. That's oh, pretty okay. cool. Just That's chip, pretty cool. Just chipping concrete. That's something, right? But either way, uh, <laughs> that's something. Me yeah. and you successfully right. converted two of our friends to Dragon Ball Super Card Game. What's up? <laughs> <laughs> Finally. Finally, two of our yeah. closest friends. Uh, shout outs to John and Peter. Uh, you know they've been watching us play for a little while, right? Because we, I mean, it was it hasn't been that long since we got into the game. Yeah, maybe maybe a month and a half. Mm-hmm. But uh, they've been watching us for for the first little while, and and now they're playing, and it's 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 always fun to to have more people in your play pool. You know what right, I mean? Right, for sure. You for know sure. What I mean? Like I was not that I don't like you, Jerry. Not that I don't well, like you, but I mean, when it's just me and you all the time. <laughs> I mean, you know, gets, I, I didn't want to say it. <laughs> gets a little monotonous. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> a little stale, if you may. But I'm happy about that. I'm happy about that. Um, you know, I've been going to more more tournaments recently as well. So it'd be great to to sort of have uh, you as well as uh, John and Peter come out and, and join me on those tournaments as well. Yeah, one day. <laughs> one like day. <laughs> tomorrow? <laughs> uh, I don't know because I don't know, for those tourneys. Like I feel like I, the whole time I'm just gonna be like, can I see that card real quick? Can I see that card real quick? I just I won't know. Yeah, but that's that's because I haven't played like half <laughs> against yeah, half the set. That's so. the point of. That's the point that you learn. Yeah, I guess so. You learn, right? I guess so. What about you, Jerry? What have you been up to, man? Uh, I've been... Okay, so I started reading... I started reading Secret Empire. Okay. Because actually, Comixology had this huge sale. It's great. Can you tell me about it? Um, Wow. Wow. So they had this huge sale, right? (laughs) And uh, it's... uh, They were selling recent Marvel collections. Okay. And in the collection, one of them was uh, Secret Empire. Yeah, the uh, the Nick Spencer story, the new mm-hmm. one. So, Secret Empire, the entire collection, was a buck, one dollar. It's one dollar USD. One, yeah. Guess so it was like a dollar so thirty-five. Like a duck, yeah, it was like a buck thirty. Still pretty good <laughs> <laughs> for an entire like nine ten issue story. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, for sure. So they sold the collection for uh, for dollars. So I started reading it, and man, it is. I don't know how to describe it. It is a weird story. And I think okay. it's because I came to that story after reading Secret Wars. Yeah. That was, was like about a year or two back. Yeah. So Secret War was written in a much grander scale. Oh, yeah. 
Now, Secret Empire is similar, mm-hmm. but there are some storytelling choices where it's just like, why? Okay. It doesn't. It doesn't make. A lot of it doesn't make any sense. Like I felt like you have to really be invested in the Captain America story that Nick Spencer was telling before you read Secret Empire. Okay. Because there, because you 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 don't understand some of the characters' motivations towards him, mm-hmm. right? And if he's as like if that buildup was really there and he's as evil as it came to be, right? Then you would expect him to be much more hostile, right? But right now, it's kind of like everyone's just like, oh, what do we do? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> you know, so I don't know. <laughs> I, I, I don't know what to expect from it. And then they yeah. had this um, they had this one issue where it was just it takes place completely out of like out of whack, like out of nowhere. And it takes place with this character that you haven't heard from in the Marvel Universe for a while. And it's just that issue was such it felt to me like such a filler in an invent story that it, it didn't make any sense. Like, why did it need to be there? It didn't need to be there. It mm. served no purpose. Yeah. And now they're out collecting these, like, um, they're out collecting these shards. And it's just, I, am I reading Dragon Ball right now? Like, <laughs> <laughs> or am I reading a collectathon? Like, it doesn't. <laughs> so it's, I don't know, man. It's, um, but like, I mean, I, I like Nick Spencer's writing. I just don't know where the story's going. And the story's kind of off. The pacing's kind of off right now, but okay. Sorrentino's on the art, and Sorrentino mm. is amazing. Oh yeah, Sorrentino. I think Steve Epting's on the art, and it's just some top-notch artists. But who is the the uh, the, the, the story could be a little. Who's the letterer? I have no idea. <laughs> <laughs> it's not Tom Napolitano, is it's it? It's not. I don't uh, think so. I think Tom Napolitano's on a. It's on an exclusive. Uh, so yeah, it's not him. That's but, disappointing. <laughs> but yeah, so that's basically I've been I've been trying to catch up on that. Yeah, started reading some other indie series and stuff like okay. that. So, you know, just trying. I, to I really catch feel up like I need to do more reading. That's what I need to do. Yeah, it's just, yeah. it's just you know, I wish there was a sale <laughs> that I knew about, <laughs> so, <laughs> so that I can maybe pick up a couple issues. Listen, but... just go to comicsology.com, sign up for their newsletter, their weekly newsletter, and you right. will find out all the sales. I know, and that would be great, but you know, it, I also had a second source that just didn't decide not to tell me about. I don't anything. know who that second source is, but that that person failed you. I don't know who that is. <laughs> I wouldn't know. <laughs> I don't trust myself. Well, to be a source. speaking about failures, <laughs> I think it's time we try and figure out this mystery coffee. <laughs> it's coffee time. Coffee time. Okay, and welcome to our coffee segment where we try one of the coffees that are sent in to us and have it accompany us throughout our comics discussion. During this segment, we'll be trying to identify all of the different fragrance and flavor notes and see how well we did compared to the notes provided to us. Today, we have a coffee that is uh, completely mysterious. I have no idea what it's about. Uh, We have been given nothing (laughs) other than the fact that has been brewed by uh, Lysian Coffee Roasters from Vancouver, British Columbia. Okay. Um, yep. <laughs> you know what? I feel like that's that's it. I feel like that's enough. You know? I, I feel like we're there. <laughs> I, I guess so. I, <laughs> I, I'm, sure. I mean, yeah, we'll roll with that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, let's roll with it. Let's roll with it. So I guess, uh, as per usual, Jerry, why don't you start us off with a little bit of a sniff sniff? All right. Okay. On first sniff. Yeah. I feel like I'm getting kind of a roasted fruit all right it could it could be that i'm mixing it up 
what fruits because, are you like what fruits do you roast i don't yeah, know like what do you like let me just but, let me just throw a let me just throw it a zucchini no a zucchini is a vegetable <laughs> <laughs> yeah let's throw a zucchini in there um no, i feel like okay it's kind of a there's a little bit of a citrusy f- fruit okay or maybe not so much citrusy just something crisp but i feel there's a bit of roastiness to it okay so i don't know if it's because it's a roasted fruit or if yeah. it's just a fruit and then something roasted right it could be the latter yeah so but off the off the top that's what i'm getting okay why don't you give it a try sure let me just try not to drink it by accident this time <laughs> um getting a bit of like a uh like a like a strawberry or like a raspberry jam if that makes any sense like strawberry jam yeah like like a bit of like a fermented sort of fruit thing like i don't oh okay i All guess right. i don't yeah, know yeah. like because i mean i would go more raspberry yeah like based on that description i would go more raspberry like i don't know about the it, i mean it smells sour and like when you really think about raspberry jam and then you smell the coffee yeah like it's very very apparent right okay right um i'm gonna guess also Gotta bring Coco back on this one, man. Gotta Coco? Bring, gotta bring Coco back on this one. My, my good old friend, Coco. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I'm not I'm not smelling the Coco. No? Yeah. All right. Let's get to the taste test because I can't wait. This okay. smells really good. Yeah, so just, I'm just go. Just, jump in. just go. I mean, yeah. I mean, it's okay. You <laughs> cut off my thoughts, Jerry, but go on. <laughs> Listen, Listen, you just said Coco's back. All right? that's, that's all you said. <laughs> okay. Go on. Okay. Yeah. When in doubt, sip it three times. Oh, jeez. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay. There's um, there's a sour taste back now. Okay. I feel like there's a bit of a sourness. It's still kind of crisp, but I don't even know if that flavor can. It's like, I I feel the crispness, but the the sourness is back too. Right. But I feel like the roasting is. I don't think it's part of the fruit. It it's uh. starting to feel like kind of a roasted nut so i'm gonna say closest i can think of is maybe a roasted pecan roasted pecan or a pecan or a pecan roasted or a, pecan or a pecan uh, i don't know i think hmm. it's pecan <laughs> i think it's pronounced <laughs> pecan uh yeah so i think it's a roasted pecan but a roasted pecan okay yeah so why don't you give it a taste see if you get something similar uh, well all right Gee, you gotta holy. twist my arm for this one. <laughs> hmm. It'd be a real talent to try to twist your arm from across the table. <laughs> you wouldn't be here, that's for sure. <laughs> yeah, you know what? Um, that uh, that jam, like sour strawberry raspberry jam flavor is there. Okay. Not it's not quite as apparent as the smell. Okay. But it's there flavor wise. I agree with with the um, the whole nut thing. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm just not quite sure which one. I was thinking maybe like a walnut, maybe. Okay, maybe like a walnut. That'd be kind of similar though, right? Walnut uh, and pecan. Um, uh, I don't know. I, sort I don't know. of, I guess. In my head, they're similar. Yeah, yeah. And in my head, anything outside of peanuts and almonds, yeah. they're all the same. And 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 cocoa's still there. Oh, cocoa's still around for me. 
Okay. 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 All right. But Coco. those are those are my three. All right. So you, just, you just shout out right back to Coco. Shout out to Coco. Um, but I don't. I, I'm not tasting the cocoa this time. No. It's uh. Yeah. I'm just. I, I don't know. I don't think it's there. No. Yeah. Okay. You want to stick with your two then, and I stick with my three. Uh. Yeah. Let's go. Okay. Right, let's okay. go for so it. So let's just reiterate. What was your two again? What was my two? Oh, pecan, roasted pecan. Yeah. And. And a fruit. Oh, I didn't actually pick a fruit. I had a second one. It was a fruit. I just don't yeah, know what it is. Because which one? <laughs> let's go based on the Christmas. Let's go with um. Let's go with a pear. Okay. I feel like it might be a pear. All right. Let's yeah. do that. So let's go with a pear, and then let's go with uh roasted pecan. Okay. And then to reiterate, mine, uh, mine uh was cocoa, uh walnut, mm-hmm. and strawberry slash raspberry jam. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Very cool. specific flavor. Very. All right. Let's Very. let's do this reveal. So the flavor notes provided for us this week are fudge. Hey. There you go. Cocoa. Cocoa's Cocoa's back. Always there for me. Cocoa's <laughs> Listen, you you put all your eggs in that cocoa basket. <laughs> Coco put me on his slash her back. <laughs> uh and then there's almonds. Okay. So I guess that's there's sort a, of, Okay, so there's uh, a nut in there. It's close. Almonds are Actually, fairly well, known I, for roasting. Yeah, but right? I mean it's also a very different flavoring yeah. comparison to both pecan and, and walnut. walnut yeah and stewed apples stewed apples i don't oh sorry yeah i thought you said it's stewed apples. The, <laughs> the this is the smartest apple you'll ever see <laughs> stewed apple but stewed apples stewed apples yeah, that's, okay that's what we got all right uh hmm i've never heard of never heard of slash had stewed apples so i don't i have no reference to that you okay yeah i've never actually had stewed apples but I guess, I guess that kind of goes with the whole. Maybe it's a little bit of that mix it, with the roasting and the fruit. Yeah, flavor, I guess right? it goes with your pear too, right? Because uh, yeah, I mean, a little bit. I mean, it's not the same fruit, but I think like if you were to, if you were to warm up an apple and if you were to warm up a pear, I think they would <laughs> taste almost the same. I don't know. <laughs> I guess that's where it's coming from. Maybe, maybe. I don't know. But either way, we didn't do hot, do too hot on yeah, this one. Yeah, struck so. out hard. <laughs> Um, now for this week like I had mentioned before um, it's a mystery coffee right so uh, we're actually told to guess where it's from based on four options okay so we're provided with A. Ethiopia B. Burundi C. Sulawesi and D. Colombia okay so those are the four choices those are the four choices correct I'm gonna go based on the fact that last week we had Burundi yeah. And I think the week before or the week before that we had Sulawesi. Yeah. And Colombia was somewhere in that first few weeks. First so, two weeks we had Colombia. Yeah. yeah. So I'm gonna take a wild guess and say <laughs> that uh and this week's is an Ethiopian coffee. Yeah. I mean that's not based on any sort of education. That's just no, me that's, guessing yeah. based on pattern. Um <laughs> what do you think? Um yeah, you know what? I'm gonna go along the same lines as well, but also because it's such a unique yeah, uh, tasting coffee. You know, it's not something we've had before. I mean, yeah. I know it's. That's not the point of our segment every week is to have the same coffee, obviously, yeah, 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 yeah. right? But yeah, I'm gonna go with Ethiopia as well. Okay, cool. Yeah, so um, I, mean, I we, guess we'll find out. Yeah, we'll find out. We don't have the answer right now. So, <laughs> so, we'll, so yeah, stay tuned for next week. Hopefully, will we find <laughs> out? We if we find out, and uh, next week we can fill you guys in on what the actual coffee, where it's from. Yeah, because right now we don't know. <laughs> yeah, we so, don't. We um, have no idea. Uh, how much you got left in your cup? Uh, it's almost gone. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay, so we went through that quick. Yeah. It is a really good coffee. So we would really recommend 
Uh, we would recommend going out to get this coffee too. We're gonna have it in our show notes. Once, as well. once we find out what it is, then we'll let you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, basically, basically. Okay, so uh, why don't we go? Why don't we go brew ourselves a second cup? Yeah, and <laughs> second cup, and then we'll <laughs> we'll take that and uh, we'll just go on to do our comics. Yeah, let's go do it. All right, let's do it. All right, and now with our coffee in hand. Uh, let's go ahead and start talking about the comics that we're going to discuss today. Uh, so the first book we're going to talk about is Dark Knight's Metal 3, uh, issue number 3. Uh, typically what we do in this segment is we just we sit here, we discuss, we break down some of the things that we see in the book, and we just sort of openly talk about them. We're going to try to stay spoiler-free in these books, but... Uh, Keyword is try. Keyword is try. So. It can be difficult sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, pretty much. So you're warned. You're warned. If you haven't read these, you should definitely read them first because there are some really, really good points that these books bring. Yeah. Up, so. Well, I think the point of this discussion, I mean, on, on on top of, I mean, on top of going deeper into the the issues themselves is, I mean, it would be it would be better if you know the listeners are reading them ahead of time, right? Because then they can actually participate in the discussion. Yeah. Right. Rather than just listening to. A, a bunch of Chinese guys. <laughs> yeah, Victor for sure. And it's like, oh, okay, sure, great, great points. <laughs> so you know what? Why don't we? Why would we put that out there for this week as well? Uh, in future episodes, if you are interested to know what we will be talking about ahead of time, so like maybe put up a schedule or something. Yeah. Let us know. Shoot us an email or message us on Facebook. You uh, will have a Facebook group too, so message us there. Just let us know if you want to know ahead of time because yeah. I know that you do. Uh, it is probably better that you you can follow along with us. Once you've read the book, mm-hmm. um, a lot of top, a lot of the books that we're going to be covering are going to be books from before as well. So, yeah, and yeah. it's not like they're difficult reads. You know what I mean? Exactly. Like, yeah. like it's yeah, yeah. we do at most two issues a week, at 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 least one. So I mean, one or two issues a week, I think is. I, I would hope at least one. At least not. I mean, so today we're talking today about nothing. The, the cover. <laughs> great, so, great colors. Yeah. So, anyways, <laughs> listeners, let let us know. Let us know what you think. Um, and if there are books that you want us to cover as well, just shoot us an email. Let us know. Okay. So the first book we're talking about today, as as we said, is uh, Dark Knight's Metal number three. Uh, it's written by Scott Snyder with art done by Greg Capullo. Uh, the inking done by Jonathan Glapian. Colors done by FCO Placentia, and letters done by Steve Wands. What? so the main series is Steve Wan's doing them and the crossover series is uh, Tom Napolitano Um, that's our man right there (laughs) (laughs) but uh, the the first thing I wanted to bring up is um, there's sort of a recurring theme in the book and uh, it's one it's the one thing that Barbados keeps saying right Uh, and this this sort of harkens back to what we talked about a few weeks back as well with uh, Dark Knight's Metal uh, issues 1 and 2 if you haven't heard that one yet uh, you know go back and listen to it as well um the first thing I want to talk about is uh, that the sentence he says, or the phrase he says, uh, all roads lead back to darkness. Right? So that thing reminded me something of, reminded me of something right away, which was uh, all roads lead to Rome. Okay. So that is, it's a, it's a modern reading of, of, a, of a sort of a proverb from a while ago. Right. So it's a modern reading of a medieval statement. Uh, and it specifically talks about leading back to the malaria morium. So, which is called a golden milestone in Rome. So, the idea is that, um, as a proverb, the idea is that many routes can lead to a given result. Right. Yeah. So, this was, I believe, this was based off of um, the, the the road the road system back in Rome mm-hmm. um, by uh, um, by Marcus, I believe. 
Yeah. So anyway, so as a proverb, it just means that all many routes can lead back to a given result. In my opinion, the book has really taken this to the next level. Right. Yeah. Because really what it is, it's it's talking about the many roads that these universes have gone down on. Yeah. Right. As a multiverse on the multiverse map, they all eventually lead to one thing, which funnels down to the dark universe. Right. Right. And which is kind of what the book is suggesting as well. So over the last few weeks, we talk about the different uh, tie-ins and the different dark dark knights, mm-hmm. the different dark Batman. Mm-hmm. And essentially, they all lead down the same road. Yeah. Right. And to me, this is kind of what this phrase is telling me. Right. Yeah. What do you think, Victor? It's interesting because, like, there is a very real visual of that happening mm-hmm. within the issue as well, right? Uh, we see, we see, Superman have these dreams or visions or whatever they are, um, and they're not they're they're happy visions, right? Of him and his family, his friends, and again, it it just all ends up in a really horrible way. Yeah. Right. And yeah. and he mentions that it's like he does. It doesn't matter what he does. Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter you know what he envisions or dreams about. It all ends up ending horribly one way or another. Right. Right. Which again is is a very real visual representation uh, of the point that you brought up. Yeah. Um. And yeah, as you were saying with with the idea of Superman just. That opening sequence is crazy because yeah. that opening sequence is really telling us like he has he has been in this for so long that he has allowed himself to get comfortable. Yeah. At the end of the war, right? Yeah. Which really isn't even the end. Yeah. Because Barbados then told tells him that we I wanted you to see this. Yeah. So you can see that everything ends up to be the same. Yeah. Yeah. Which is pretty powerful. That yeah. that opening sequence is really cool. Scary but cool. <laughs> 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 yeah. So I mean. To me, that that's sort of the first thing that kind of that kind of came up in my mind. What about you? Um, I didn't really focus too much on what on what Barbados had to say, mm-hmm. only because I mean, really, he's just trying to say one thing, right? Which right, is the yeah. point that you brought up. It's a good point, but that is that is Barbados' one and only thing. Yeah. Right. Um, I think what interested me a, a little bit more in this issue. Um, is the fact that this was a real pivot issue for me in terms of um, the battle between uh, disparity and hope. Okay. Right? Uh, because it's very clear in this issue, and, and he says so himself, uh, or Barbados does, or at least he implies it, yeah. is that he's trying to take any and all hope from our heroes. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Because hope is really the only real way they're going to win. Right, and Superman mentions that. Yeah, right. And I think it's interesting that you brought that up because in here we also see that Dream, uh, Dream of the Endless, has yeah. a pretty significant role, if albeit still mysterious. Right. Right. You don't exactly know what kind of a role he has, but yeah, you know he's there. Yeah. Right, and that in Dream is the epitome of hope. Right. right. Like you would dream of something better. Right? Yeah. So it's it's interesting. Yeah, and it's and it's great that you brought up Dream Jerry because part I think part of his character I mean you're you're supposed to see him as a good guy, mm-hmm. right? Even though like he's not like directly helping them too much, mm-hmm. right? 
but that's also representative of how everybody's hopes and dreams are different. Mm-hmm. Do you get what I mean? Right. One person's idea of hope is very different from another person's idea of hope. Yeah. Right. What What's going to uplift you is very different from what's going to uplift me. Right. Absolutely. Right? So that's why I think he can't help directly so much because there is no one true answer to winning against Barbados. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Just because everybody's hopes are so different, right? So even though, even though, I mean, really, there's only one way to beat him, right? But uh, what what our heroes think about and hope for uh, as they as they go up against Barbados is going to be very different. Yeah. Right. Which yeah. is why I think Dream is the way that he is, aka Daniel. <laughs> Daniel. He actually makes that reference a few times in the book too. I noticed. Yeah. He was like, uh, I'm Daniel. Yeah. And it's like, okay, great. Thanks, Dan. <laughs> yeah, I'm just gonna call him Daniel from now it's on. It's like, Daddy, can you help us? <laughs> Come on, Daniel. <laughs> so you you brought up uh you brought up something interesting, which is uh how to beat Barbados. Uh-huh. What are some of your theories? Because I know that the the, la- the final issue is actually coming out um this coming week. Yeah. And uh, so if for, for those of you listening, it's coming out this Wednesday. Well, next yeah. Wednesday, rather. Or whenever you listen. Actually, you'll be listening on a Tuesday, hopefully. Yeah. So <laughs> it'll be out the day after. Yeah. And um, so we'll be covering issues five and six as well. So right now we have no idea how they're going to beat Barbados. Yeah. So, and obviously, I mean, obviously, you and I have read ahead into issues four and five. Yeah. So we don't want to obviously spoil anything more than what we're talking about at the moment yeah so in the moment it's i mean in pertaining to the issue that we're talking about now if we're talking about how to beat barbados it's it's it has to be a i guess a hope or a or a combined power that's greater than than the disparity that the dark knight's um, have mustered all together if that makes any sense yeah yeah does it does it make sense it, I mean, it makes can, sense like it, you, it will basically be hope triumphing over despair yeah like, and, the, um, and the reason why is because there is no hope for the for the dark universes yes there is no hope so it doesn't matter what they do right the fate of their of their universes are decided yeah right uh i mean whether that ties into them as a character we don't know as of yet Mm-hmm. Right, but uh, the the most powerful thing about you know Earth Zero heroes um, and DC Rebirth in general is that is that hope and and really aligning yourself with good is the most powerful thing that you can do. Yeah, right? yeah absolutely. And that's yeah. gonna be the way that they're gonna be Barbados. As as cheesy as that sounds, that's that's it's going to end up that way in, in some shape or form. Yeah. In my opinion. They're going to all end up as Blue Lanterns. <laughs> all as Blue Lanterns. Blue Lantern Flash. Blue Lanterns. St. Walker's finally going to make a comeback that he deserves <laughs> into just a spotlight. It's going to be great. Nobody really cares about the Blue Lanterns. Wow. I, I mean, I'm not <laughs> saying that because I don't like them. I'm just saying that because there isn't much of a story to the blue lanterns do yeah. you know what i mean like, they they are very um they are they are very two-dimensional in a sense where yeah. they just they just try to out hope everything yeah so 
it's very inspirational, but yeah. I think in it doesn't create for very it doesn't create very diverse storytelling. Well, no, I mean, and that's why there hasn't really been many, as far as as I know, many issues written about the Blue Lanterns. Yeah, yeah. right. Because I mean, it would be interesting. It would be interesting. It would be interesting. Be but, in in capable hands for sure. Oh well, anything would be interesting <laughs> in capable hands for sure. Yeah, yeah, pretty much, pretty much. <laughs> but um, just to sort of veer off hope for for a second, if you don't mind, Jerry, um, there's a couple of things that the 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 Batman who laughs says. Um, that really struck struck me, and I really wanted to bring it up. Okay. Um, there's a line that where he says, "We cross the lines; he's scared to." Mm-hmm. Um, and that really resonates, or it really embodies um, that line by in the Killing Joke by Alan Moore. Mm-hmm. Um, All it takes is one bad day to reduce the sanest man alive to lunacy. That's how far the world is from where I am just one bad day yeah right um and i know we've we've probably said this before right but it definitely applies to every single version of those dark nights yeah right one bad day just one bad day one bad event and and it leads to the destruction of universes yeah right um which sort of leads me to i guess a bit of a sub discussion okay um which are there any lines do you feel should be crossed? Ooh. <laughs> and, should and, be crossed. and why? Should be crossed. Like they sh- like, like should any lines be crossed and why? Uh, or why not? Boy. Well, th- I mean this ba- based on based on what we talked about last week yeah. with um the Batman who laughs. Yeah. I think it that that's that's kind of my stance on it because yeah, it's it's I know it's a similar discussion yeah because yeah. it's it's essentially justifying those things yeah right um and that's well that it's it's fitting that it's the Batman who laughs that says this line yeah right because yeah. he's right like he he is the one who's willing to cross that line of course that yeah. our main Batman is scared to yeah um so in that sense I I do think. Because we've seen the result of what happened to the to to Batman who laughs. Yeah, we. I think it's fair to say that maybe he shouldn't have crossed that line, but yeah, there's also the other side, right? There's the the flip side, which is, had he not crossed the line, then millions more would die too. Yeah, but then he also caused the destruction of Peter Manchester's army. Oh yeah, so, he killed millions anyway. Um, <laughs> but I, I guess outside of let's just. Let's just say we take it outside of comics. Okay. Right? So crossing lines that you shouldn't. I do I do believe that given given the opportunity, and this is talking about the um this is talking about the agency's power right. that you were talking about last yeah, week. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I do I do feel that given given the responsibility, given the power, there there are lines that need to be crossed. Okay. But at the same time, we, we live in a society where I don't think, <clears throat> I I don't think anything really justifies death. Yes, I agree on that. Yeah, yeah. It, I don't think there's anything out there that remotely justifies death. Yeah. Uh, and I'm not I'm not quite sure what other lines. Like, mm. I mean, that's the big one. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah. Because I mean, once you, I mean, 
I mean, if we were to discuss crossing this line, I mean, anything else lesser than death is pretty much fair game. You get what I mean? Yeah. Um, which leads me to my next question. And again, something similar that we've discussed last week. Like, once you cross those lines, is there, is there any coming back from it? Like, well, are you truly this... Can you truly be the same person after crossing that line? No. Are you still a hero? Okay, so, okay. <laughs> <laughs> coming back from it and being a hero, to me, is something very different. Right. Right? It's... If you... Okay. Once you cross a line and you come... You, you can't come back because you've... you've That's what the line is for. Right. Right? You can't possibly say that I'm going to undo the thing that I've done yeah. to come back to this side. There isn't that. That's not possible. But whether or not you're still a hero yeah. really depends on how history sees you. Yeah. So let's say let's say with that World War II discussion that we had. Right, which I apparently I screwed up on the history. <laughs> so I do apologize for that. <laughs> I, I, it's very clear I have no history buff. <laughs> so just to, just to give you some reference, some context. Uh, so I know that last week we talked about World War II and it was said that uh, the, <laughs> the U.S. joined the war after Pearl Harbor. But really the war was done. <laughs> so the war was done. Canada was in it. And uh, really what happened at the end, Japan Japan went after Pearl Harbor and the, the U.S. said, nah. So then, <laughs> so then that basically ended Japan. But uh, prior to that, the war was pretty much done. There was other factors in it. But either way, it was, <laughs> we were making a point and uh, Point was made. The point was made at the time was great. So uh, let's, let's move on. So, well, actually, we can't even move on because it just brought up World War II again. Yeah. So, okay, so based on that World War II story, right? Yeah. And it really depends on how history sees you. Yeah. If you, have the, if you at the time had the capability and if you had the access to kill Hitler during the war. Like, yeah. Or before it even took off. Yeah. Depending on how, like the events that unfold. Yeah. And how history sees what you've done as the turning point. Right. You could be a hero or the villain. Mm-hmm. Right? And also with the point that I was bringing up with the French Revolution. Yeah. Had they stopped their the power creep, essentially, history might see them very differently. Right, they may not stick around long enough to be the villain of their story. Right, so they would stay as a hero, but right now you see those guys, or you see, um, you know, you you would see um, the the French Revolution as the as that guy being uh, a, a villain. Yeah, but truthfully, he was doing something that he felt was right at the time. Right, right. So it really depends on when you back out. Yeah. Right. And, yeah. And the and the the repercussions of your action. Right. Right. Now let's say, for example, um, the Batman who laughs kills, uh, kills the Joker. Okay. But there was no toxin; it just ended him. Yeah. Yes, Batman can't come back from that line, but Batman is still the it's hero. It's still yeah, right. And just like you were saying, um, you you can't possibly tell the future, so you got to take each one of those events as an isolated event, right. as an isolated incident. Right. right. You got to look at it case by case. Yeah. So when you do, and you make that decision, then you you can't really you can't really tell whether or not you made a heroic choice right until history looks back upon you yeah 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 i mean again i mean this is a really heavy discussion that i mean i guess our listeners can 
can let us know what their interpretations of it as well are, right? Um, but moving on, uh, the Batman Who Last also said something else that was really, that really struck me as well, if you don't mind me uh, going forward with it. Yeah, for sure. Um, are we his fears or are we his desires? Food for thought, right? <laughs> Um, and it's a it's a pretty dark question when you really think about it, but it doesn't go without its merit. Yeah. Um, because in Batman Under the Red Hood, uh, Batman says that all he's ever wanted to do was kill the Joker and end him. Right. However, if he allows himself to go down that path, there's no going back. Right. Right. So, I mean, not really a discussion point rather than simply just a point. But there again, there's there's definitely some merit behind it, right? And and again, I mean, we can we can bring up injustice again, right? Mm-hmm. When Superman kills the Joker, and after he kills the Joker, he no longer is the symbol of hope, but then he becomes the a figure of tyranny and oppression, right? So, I mean, I mean, what are your thoughts on that? Well, because I think the biggest thing is is that. Once you go to that path, once you go yeah. down that path, it you understand how easy it is to do it. Yeah. Right? It's it's the initial pulling the trigger where you're just like, I don't know what the consequence will be. Yeah. Once you push over the edge and you do it, then you realize, oh, that I, was all I needed to do. Yeah. And you just do it. Yeah. So then moving forward, you're just like, oh, I'll just pull the trigger here. I'll pull the trigger there. Yeah. So I think with Superman, it's the same thing because Superman then just lost his restraint. Yeah. Where he said... Well, he basically felt like I can shape the world to be a better place. Yeah. Right. I can end wars. I can end all wars. Yeah. And it'll take a few casualties along the way, but uh-huh. it'll be better for the long run. So then he can start justifying those casualties. Yeah. Superman prior to killing prior to killing the Joker would have never said that he was willing to sacrifice people. Right. Like, yeah. For course. him, it's oh, always. Yeah, yeah is always no there's hope for everyone yeah like we can save everybody mm-hmm. right so i think once you go down that path that's kind of the direction you're going yeah 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 um and again yeah it's 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 i mean you you brought up a good point jerry that it's it's actually super easy for these guys mm-hmm. super easy like a superman could end the whole world if you really wanted to yeah in yeah. in an instant yeah right and um i think p- like his restraint from doing so is part of what makes him such a great character. Um, but to to sort of segue back into to hope a little bit more, and bring uh, in bringing up Superman, uh, he does say the fastest way to bring us down is to stop us from hoping. Yeah. Right. Which is a point that we made earlier, um, which really brings up a quote for me from uh, Martin Luther King, the great Martin Luther King. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he says we must accept finite disappointments but never lose infinite hope and you can see in this issue like they're getting their butts kicked like really kicked like it doesn't Quite matter severely. like it doesn't matter what they do like they are they were they are not beating these dark knights yeah. in the moment right yeah. so that's the the finite disappointment and it's really easy to lo- lose hope in that situation right and that sort of adds to my points about that pivot Right, because when they're when they're in that room, with uh, with Bobo, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and uh, and they're discussing about you know what should we do, right? You can tell 
you can really tell the difference between who's lost hope and who's kept their hope, mm-hmm. right? Um, but it's a situation that we've seen these heroes go through, yeah, over and over and over again, right? Which is why I believe that hope is how they're gonna beat Barbados. Yeah, uh, it'll take like it'll take the collective effort, basically. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like they all have to hope again. Yeah, like and yeah. have a lot of hope. Yeah, in order to beat him. Yeah, and they they would all have to have, like. At one point, it's about them losing hope, but they need to have the desire to hope. Yeah. The desire to want to beat them. Yeah. The, the desire and the will to keep on going. Yeah. Right? Of course. Yeah. yeah. So that actually, that brings up something that I wanted to talk to you about. Okay. Um, and this was, uh, this is sort of segmenting off of what you were talking about earlier with whether or not we're the, um, whether or not they are Bruce Wayne's fears or desires. Okay. So I took a look into that concept and the idea is that there's a there's an idea out there that desire and fear is basically just two sides of the same coin. Okay. And it is a result of each other. Right. So in um so I'm just going to yeah, I'm just going to talk a little bit about um so there's this uh magazine out there it's called New Living Magazine yeah. and the author his name is Jeru Cabal and he's talked okay. and in the article he talks about uh you know desire and fear being the same side right. of the coin. Yeah. Um, and he claims that they're actually a lot more similar and more interconnected on the base level. Yeah. Um, so, for example, uh, if you're if you're talking about the phrase um, "I want to be loved," yeah, it's basically saying I'm afraid I won't be loved. Mm-hmm. Right. So I want to be loved. That's your desire. Yeah. But your fear is that I'm afraid I won't be loved. Yeah. Which is why you have that desire in the first place because of your fears. Right. Right. So, for example, I want to live. I'm afraid to die. Right, those are kind of the same concept. Yeah. Right, but you're looking at it from the two sides of that coin. Yeah. Right. So even though we believe that desire is a is a is a way to fulfill ourselves. Right. So that a lot of people actually just have desires of what the things they want to do, what things they want to achieve, and stuff like that. But ultimately, uh, ultimately, though those can never actually be achieved. Yeah. Because the more desires that you have the more you are actually afraid that some of those fulfillments won't be fulfilled. Yeah. So if you have desires, like if the, the more desires that you have, you're basically saying, I'm, I'm actually afraid of more things. So I have desires that I want these to be filled. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, it, it ultimately it just ends up being the more you have, the more you have to lose. Exactly. Like, bottom line. Exactly. Yeah. And that, that actually sums it up pretty well because yeah. the, the more you have, the more you're afraid you're going to lose them. Yeah. Right. So, yeah. Yeah. And actually, um, interestingly, there's a there's a neuroscientist. His name is let me find his name. <laughs> his, no, his name is Kent Barrage. And yeah. He's from the and he's a neuroscientist from the University of Michigan. Okay. And actually, uh, what he talks about is that there's a there's an area in your brain. It's called the nucleus accumbens. Okay. Uh, accumbens. So it's a location in your brain that's capable of outputting both fear and desire slash okay. pleasure. Yeah. So. Uh, he, they, he actually conducted some tests and uh, when he when dopamine was injected to the front and back of the uh, the nucleus accumbens yeah it actually you actually ended up producing different results but you, it's a reaction to the same stimulus right so for example the the subject was um, I think it was a rat subject that was uh, exposed to sugar okay so depending on where the dopamine was pumped into the, the different segment uh, different areas of the nucleus accumbens yeah 
the rat reacted very differently to sugar. Actually, one is a desire for sugar, and the other one, it just he, he just ran away from sugar. Huh. But it's given the same thing. Yeah. So it's it's proving that in our heads, dependent on dependent on where we're getting that stimulus. Yeah. It the the effect that we're getting out of fear and desires is very similar. Yeah. Right? And sometimes it's actually hard for us to discern which one it is. Yeah. Yeah. Which I think it's it goes off really well with what um, Batman Who Laughs is saying, mm-hmm. because he's basically asking open endedly. Are we his fear or desire? Yeah. And based on based on evidence of what we can see, basically, it's kind of the same. It, yeah, it's it's right? either one or the other. Yeah. Right? Depending on the situation. Right. And it's it's Batman's fear of not wanting to go down that path, which yeah. is his which becomes then his desire to stay good. Yes. Right? Yeah. And and with every one of those Batman, you can actually see that his desire to do good has led him down his fear of of wanting to to prevent something. Yeah. Right? So that's actually really interesting. Or it could be his desire to go down that path, but the fear of becoming something else. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And it could and it's that's the exact exactly. flip, yeah. right? Yeah. Of that same coin, that same yeah. logic. Yeah. And I think it, it goes really well. So yeah. when I was looking it up, I was like, oh, he actually like so a lot of the things that Batman Who Laughs says really get your mind thinking. Yeah, and uh, you know, kudos to the writers. Oh to, yeah, for sure. Know, they they nailed things. him. Yeah, for they sure. nailed him for sure. Yeah. Because he is, he has, Batman's intelligence with the Joker's moral code. Yeah. So I mean, it's it's very thought provoking the things that he says. Yeah, and he very much dances right along that middle. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And it's really just, fascinating. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, so yeah, I mean that that's kind of what I wanted to bring up. Uh-huh. About fears and desires, yeah. And actually, I, I had a I had a discussion with my wife about it because <laughs> okay. she was seeing me doing the research and stuff. Like yeah, that. yeah, yeah. So she was trying to play devil's advocate, and uh-huh. she was like, "But what about fears of doing this and that?" And I'm like, "Well, that's your desire to do this." And well, yeah, yeah. Like, so it it all made sense. Yeah. Once you start thinking about the perspective of connecting them through the yeah. same logic, there's always an equivalent counterpart. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So it's it's really interesting. Yeah. yeah. Because whereas before you probably just wouldn't think of it that way, you would come up with different justifications, yeah, right? Yeah, so, yeah, 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 yeah. So, um, so yeah, I, I think right now I'm about like halfway through the drink, and uh, we're running a little long on this issue. Yeah, so well, it's a lot to talk about. Yeah, yeah. exactly. It, it's a it's a pretty heavy issue too. Yeah, and uh, and I think that there's a lot to ponder. Of course. Um. So yeah, why don't we go on and uh, start talking about issue four? Sure. Um. So issue four. Uh, same creative team. Uh-huh. Um, written by Scott Snyder, with art done by Greg Capullo, ink by Jonathan Glapian, colors by FCO Placentia, and letters by Steve Wands. Yeah. Um, so why don't, why don't you give us a, a quick start on this, Victor? Well, I took... In this issue, I took a, a bit more of a... I guess more of a... a like a like a scientific and, and philosophical approach to this. Um there is one thing that uh, Mr. Terrific says in the issue okay. when they're in uh, uh, Thanagar Prime. Thanagar, yeah. That's yeah, right. Yeah, Thanagar Prime. <clears throat> Sorry, excuse me. And he says, every cosmic answer leads to another question. Instead of feeling bigger, real science makes us feel smaller. Yeah. And this parallels our own science and understanding of the universe. You know, once we believed that we were the center of the universe, that humans were special and 
all answers could be provided by religion or whatever, right? We are special, I guess. Sure, I guess. I'll give you that one <laughs> if it makes you feel better. Okay, thanks. <laughs> thanks. However, that changed after the age uh, of reason or enlightenment in the late 17th century. Okay. Uh, we discovered that we actually rotated around the sun and that our sun was part of a larger galaxy, so on and so forth, right? Mm-hmm. So each discovery led to another question. And each answer makes us seem smaller and smaller. We are a small part of an infinitely larger picture. Okay. Right. right. So, and and that's not that it's it's scary. It's not scary. I mean, it, it, in fact, for me, it's exciting because that tells me that man, there's so much more that that we can know about. You get what I mean? Yeah. But it, I, I sort of wanted to get your thoughts on that, right? Because everybody always has a different opinion on this. Right. So, what you, what were your thoughts? You mean about whether or not open open discovery and like vast discovery is like a scary concept? Yeah. I think it. I think it is because everybody at at a base level wants to feel safe or wants to feel comfortable, wants yeah. to feel secure or feel important. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, with the self importance thing too. Every everybody's got that sort of ego, right? Yeah. Um, so I think. I think the. The temptation to to open the discovery, yeah, and your thirst for knowledge, it's always going to be there. So you're always going to be excited by the prospect of it, right? But I think once you reach into the unknown and once you discover the unknown, yeah, then it becomes even more. Then then sometimes some of those feelings may come down to to feeling oppressed, yeah, because you then say like, "Am I really that important making these discoveries?" Yeah, right. Because then it becomes the understanding that there there are probably other life forms out there making the same discoveries and not faster. Yeah. Right. So, are we are we really getting to a point where we're really connecting the dots? Yeah. Or are we just opening a whole bunch of infinite possibilities where it it really doesn't matter what it comes down to because you yeah. you kind of lose sight of of the now. Yeah. And I think that's right. what's scary for a lot of people. Yeah. Right. Um, because and and again, this is really what makes the show Rick and Morty so good. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Do you get what I mean? Is is what scares people is is the fact that what we we as as humans, you know, in our planet and our solar system, it's like a speck. Yeah, in a it, it's like a pixel in 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 a, in a larger, infinitely larger universe. Yeah. So, does it really matter what we do? Do you get what I mean? Yeah. Like, does it yeah. matter, right? And and you know, people want to believe that what they're doing has an impact, right? And what they're doing, of course, is important. Yeah. Right. And and that's not to say that it's not right, because you know what what you're doing is important to us and has an impact on us right but i think that um you know people just don't want to believe that we're we're just a rock floating in space if that makes any sense yeah yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. and because because that takes away from the meaning but we but when you you have to now look introspectively right understand that there's there's a larger picture but also understand that you also have the impact on the here and now and the people around you right of course right so i mean the, yeah and that's, that's, that's to that's to just sort of keep it in perspective right that, yeah 
that what you do does matter because yeah. the, the people around you could depend on it too yeah right so what you do now does matter yeah yeah for sure um i have another point as well okay uh for this issue um and again we're gonna i'm gonna segue sort of back into hope for this one because again hope is gonna be a big thing uh in issue five <laughs> and definitely in issue six right yeah um and this it's is like this guy likes blue lantern flash or something i don't know i love a blue lantern I, I really... <laughs> <laughs> but um this is after they have a conversation with daniel and <laughs> boy daniel okay. yeah and uh they're about to go into the center of creation right right and this is the part where batman goes like i can't do this right because of who he is as batman right and then superman goes ahead and says you're batman damn it you give other people hope you see they see you and you're filled with wonder about what they can achieve Mm -hmm. right and again we see hope come up as a key factor and superman brings up a great point that there is always something in all of us that keeps us going yeah a reason for why we work day in and day out why we move forward from pain and loss despite how miserable and despondent life can be Mm -hmm. right so i mean if you don't mind sharing with our with our listeners jerry what's something that that keeps you going something that keeps me going yeah well my family yeah right the big thing is family um you know for my wife yeah you know um and just you know for my wife for my parents yeah, for myself, You're gonna make me cry, Jerry. Because <laughs> <laughs> that's you know that's that's what we do. This is the watershed, uh, the the Watergate podcast where yeah. we just cry. <laughs> yeah. No, but really that that's that's really it, right? Because you you go you go out you you work hard, and you you work day in and day out. Yeah, and then you come back and then you enjoy what is if you enjoy what's remaining of your day with the people you love yeah and you you do the things you love yeah right and that's how you complete yourself yeah right and day in and day out like you know you have to work in order to keep this going to keep everything leveled yeah right because you can't lose sight of priorities yeah right so yeah um so i think like that that's kind of what keeps people going yeah right and i think there's all there's always a little there's always a little part where it's just like oh you want to you keep going every day because you yourself can be better you can make yourself better yeah and you can do things that improve your your overall state of life yeah um so that's kind of that's kind of that for me yeah yeah what about what about you victor it's pretty much the same like for me like i just want to do the best that i can to to make my family happy right to make uh, my girlfriend happy um, I want to give them everything that that, that they deserve uh, pay them back for, for what they've done to carry me through life so far right yeah for sure um, and again you know this is why Superman's point is so great because not only is it is it great for Batman because then we understand what Batman uh, what Batman's uh, motivation is right yeah. which again is, is his family right uh, but it also allows us to reflect as well. Yeah. Right. Um, again, great writing that that really gets the reader thinking. Yeah. Right. For sure. Because this applies to us too. Right. And it's the idea that Superman is the one telling Batman this. Yeah. Right. Because 
we we know what Superman is capable of. Yeah. But we don't we don't actually know the limits of what Batman's capable of because he's yeah. a man. He's just yeah. a man. Yeah. He's he's a mortal. Yeah. So what he can do is what he can do has no limits if he puts his mind to it. Yeah. Right. And this is the line that you were saying in here um, that the, you give others hope and they see when they see you and are filled with wonders about what they can achieve. Right? Yeah. Because if Batman can do it as a mortal man, why can't we? Exactly. Right. Exactly. Now you would see like things that Superman can do and you'd be like, oh, well, you know, he's Superman. But <laughs> with, with Batman is kind of like, he can do this. Why can't we do it? Right. Yeah. And then we're filled with a sense of sort of curiosity and wonder about whether or not we can do something like that. Yeah. And I think that's super powerful. Yeah. Right? To see, to see people who are in similar situations, then make themselves better. Right? Yeah. They, they improve themselves. They work hard They go, they work day in and day out. Yeah. Right. And I think that's, that's, very, that's super important. Yeah. And I think aside from that as well, I think it's super appropriate that Superman was the one that said that to Batman. Yeah. Because it's really easy to forget that that's what Superman originally stood for. Mm-hmm. Do you get what I mean? Was is is hope, right? Uh, I know, like through New Fifty Two and, and the state of DCEU and yeah, and it's it's Martha. <laughs> <laughs> Why'd you say that? Name? <laughs> Why'd you say that name? <laughs> it's really easy to forget. Yeah, that that's what he stands for. Yeah, and 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 why and why readers should be looking at Superman that way. Right, so I, I mean, just a, just a quick point on on, on that. Yeah, I guess. Yeah. and it's and yeah, Rebirth is really doing just a fantastic job oh, bringing yeah. back really what Superman stood for. Yeah, right. And actually, now they're bringing back they're bringing back the red trunks. Yeah, right. And by um, by Action Comics issue one thousand, this huge milestone is coming up. Yeah, it's and then it's a celebration of everything that makes Superman great. Yeah, that makes Superman such an icon for yeah. today's superheroes. Yeah, right. And it's just, it's just eighty years of hope. Yeah. Right. And it's, he may have had sort of like a rocky, sort of like a like a like a rocky in between. Yeah. But ultimately, where he ends up is his hope. Yeah. Right? And he brings hope to those around him. And yeah. He's that shining beacon. Yeah. Right? I think uh, I think as a celebration, we should bring back bell bottoms. <laughs> 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 just me and you. I used to. Um, <laughs> I used to, in junior high and high school, I used to like walk around. And oh come all on, the time. man! It was great. No, it was great. It was like you know, it's nice and uh, it's you know, it's like a nice fit at the top, and it, it gets like tight down at the knees, and it opens up. Oh man, those were the days. Those were the days. You know, I'm just gonna move on. <laughs> you know, <laughs> those be- were the days. Bell bottoms and turtlenecks. That's uh, <laughs> oh my. What are you living in the 70s? What is this? Listen, I was born in the 80s. <laughs> <laughs> I guess. Uh, but I guess before I start rambling on, is there any points that you that you sort of wanted to share, Jerry? Because um, I got one final point. Oh, you do? <laughs> yeah. Why don't you go ahead, Victor? Why okay. don't you go ahead? Uh, so one final point, and it leads into sort of one final question. Um, in an interesting twist, again, okay. spoiler warnings. Spoilers. <laughs> How many minutes should we tell people to skip ahead? If you think uh, I don't know two, two. <laughs> I guess two. I don't know. All right, skip ahead two minutes. Yeah. All right, go, Victor. Go. Um, <laughs> in an interesting twist, Black Adam and Vandal Savage made a deal with Barbados in this issue. Okay. Assuming that the plan put in place to defeat him uh, just wouldn't work, right? Um, 
so this leads into again a couple of questions that that I sort of want to ask you. What would you do for self-preservation in a moment of great despair? And if you could quantify it, quantify it, how much is your life worth to you? Uh <laughs> That's a that is that's a, a hard That's a question. hard question. Because you're basically asking what would I sacrifice for survival? Yeah. Right? I think the one thing that I would never the one thing that I wouldn't sacrifice are my friends and my family. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Um But having said that, yeah. <laughs> I don't I don't want it to sound like it's getting dark or anything, but having yeah. said that, I think it's important for everyone to understand it's it's important to understand your own mortality. Yeah. And it's important to understand self-preservation. Yeah. Um it doesn't mean that you're going to be like like a massive jerk and start yeah. throwing everyone in harm's way. Yeah. But I think it's important to understand that you will need to sacrifice certain things so that you can preserve yourself. Yeah. And that you yourself can then help to save the others that are important to you. Yeah. Right? Because ultimately if you sacrifice yourself yeah for the safety of others yeah then where are you going to be yeah when danger comes to them yeah right so i think um and i know like back in uh, <laughs> this was like back back in like elementary school and junior oh, high oh, bell where, like, days. bell bottom <laughs> okay so we're just going to call them that bell bottom days so back in the bell bottom days uh Everybody was sort of like it's kind of like a machismo thing to say, be like, "Oh, I would sacrifice myself for everything." Yeah. But I think people need to really understand mortality. Yeah. And that if you sacrifice yourself, that is it. Yeah. That is the end of your story. Yeah. And you you will never be able to be there for somebody else when danger comes. Yeah. Right. So it's important to know, like, you need to stay alive. Yeah. And you need to find ways for that to happen so you can help those around you. Yeah. Yeah. That's a fair point. What about you? Um, I think along the similar lines, I think where I sort of draw the line is is my life is not worth someone else's life. Bottom line, right? Like if if somebody said, hey, I'm going to kill you if you don't kill him. I just say, just take me, man. You know okay. what I mean? Like, All right. Like I just, I just don't feel that it's – like even if, even if that person – so, like supposedly in another person's eyes didn't really amount to anything it's that's not my decision to make yeah do you get what i mean, I mean like yeah he could amount to something for someone else and 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 yeah. he could change the world for sure but then i chose to selfishly take his life for my own right that's i think that's where i draw the line you know what i mean um and now i got one more question for you one more for you all right shoot victor okay would you do the same thing as Black Adam and Vandal Savage, given that you were put in the same situation as them? Uh, do you want to do you want to give like some context to what they did? S- right. So, so spoiler warning: spoiler go another two minutes forward. Skip like yeah, go two another, more minutes. Just skip the whole podcast. Oh no, my kidding, God. no I'm kidding. <laughs> yeah, don't do that, please. Yeah, please. We need you. Um, <laughs> two minutes. Go. Um, so, again, they 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 made the deal. With Barbados, all right, um, because I believe in the issue, Barbados promised that he they would keep them alive in in the new in this new universe that they're that they're creating, right? Um, so again, question to you: Would you do the same thing as Black Adam and Vandal Savage? So basically, turn your back on everybody to stay alive to stay alive. 
Um, you know what? I'll let you take point on this one. Oh, come on. You made me take <laughs> point last time, Victor. You made me say that I want self-preservation. So I'm going to put <laughs> you on this one. Uh, hmm. I'm going to have to say no. You wouldn't do it? I wouldn't do it. Okay. Because then it's just like... Like, what's... Is the world really any better after anyway? Do you get what I mean? Okay. Like, that's like if saying... That's like if Hitler came back... Like, came back and came to the future. And it's like, listen. If you make a deal with me right now, I'll keep you alive in this new regime that I'm going to make. I don't I don't want to live in a Nazi world. Do you get what I mean? Like, the world is not better if i if i sacrifice everything that i stand for just to stay alive right do you so to me that's not worth it okay right okay what about you jerry (laughs) (laughs) okay so i think i don't think it'd be worth it to to live in a world like that yeah but i do believe that when it comes time yeah that when the question comes yeah it will be a much harder decision to pull because at that point is when you sit there and you cherish life. Right. Right? You yeah. cherish being alive. I guess it's easy and, to say. Yeah. You know when, the, I mean? when the question comes and it says, it's either you join me or I end you. Yeah. Then you start thinking about what has my life amounted to? What yeah. else can I do in this world? Yeah. What is keeping me alive? What is keeping my drive going? Yeah. Right? And at that point, then you ask, if I stay alive, then I can continue to to be yeah right i can continue to be something in this world yeah right maybe contribute in different ways maybe find ways to help other people maybe lead people into converting into into this new way of life so that they can live even though it's going to be a terrible regime even though it's going to be a terrible way of life at least they can live right right and at least you can live yeah so when it comes to that decision i think it, it is a much harder decision to pull at that point. Right. I think right now I would agree with you. Um, I would agree that if the if Hitler were to come and say it's either it's either you join the Nazi regime or I end you, I would yeah. say, well, you, you, you just end me. Yeah. Right. But when that comes, I don't know if I can make that decision so swiftly. Right. Yeah. Right. That's a fair point. And and again, yeah, you know, just like you're saying. It's really easy to say the right thing right now. Yeah. Because when mortality is on the line, yeah. like when your own life is on the your line. Your mind goes in a different place. Completely different place. Yeah. Because then you start thinking about the things that just gets buried to the back of your head that yeah. you never think about. Yeah. Right? So I think it'll bring up a completely different conversation should that actually happen. Yeah. Right? That's a fair point. That's a fair point. Yeah. Um. So that's all I got for issue four. Yeah. And right. I, you know what? I'm, I'm just about... I'm pretty much just about finished my drink. Oh, I finished a long time ago. I, as, as always. <laughs> as always. <laughs> you just end up finishing your drink. You yeah. just, just chug it down. It's like, all right, let's talk. <laughs> so what are your final thoughts on uh, issues three and four? I I liked it. The setup is done. So yeah. now they're they're really moving forward. Yeah. Right? Um there it it there is situ- there are situations in the books where I felt like it was a little too exposition heavy. Right. Because they still needed to explain to you a lot of things that happened along the way. There's a lot yeah. there's so many different parties at play uh-huh. that they needed to they really needed to sort of like, hey, like th- these are the things that are happening. We gotta just sort of shoot it to you and be like, Yeah, these are the things that are happening. But 
plot is moving along at a much faster pace yeah. than it was at the beginning. Yeah. Yeah. Like um there yeah, I mean I agree with you. There was a, there were a couple of points that I mean a couple of things that happened within issues 3 and 4 that I didn't feel like needed to happen. Mm-hmm. But happened anyway. Yeah. Um uh one of them being the um what happened with Kendra Saunders. Okay, right. Yeah. I was like I mean it's cool. Didn't really need to be there. Yeah. Do you get what I mean? The, the big thing I think is for them to try to bring back the Hawkman Hawkgirl situation. Yeah. Um, they're kind of like underutilized characters in the DC universe. So yeah, it's nice that they're they're at least trying something new with them. Yeah. Um, I know that I've never been a Hawkman guy. Yeah. Um, just just like, I don't know. I look at him and it's just like this, this guy's kind of silly. But, <laughs> But I don't know. Like I, I, <laughs> he's just carrying a mace in the air. Like he's just swinging the mace it's around. He's, just, like, he's got these wings. And the Superman, wait up! <laughs> <laughs> so like, I've never, I've never really liked Hawkman and Hawker. Like, yeah. not, I really like the the history of Hawkman and Hawker. Yeah, I like the fact that they're so interconnected. Yeah, right. But I really just I, current day Hawkman Hawker. Eh, yeah, I can do without. Yeah. Right. Although I'm actually really excited about a new book coming out, um, and this is gonna spin out of metal, uh, Rubber Venditti, and uh, I believe it's Brian Hitch. They're gonna do a new oh, Hawkman book. Okay. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. that book is looking really promising. I'll have to check so, that out for sure. Yeah. When's that coming out? The oh. <laughs> May. May. April. May. I think. Okay. Yeah. So it looks really cool. Yeah. It looks really promising. Yeah. So I'm probably gonna jump on that when it comes out. Yeah. Um. And especially after what they're kind of doing with these characters yeah. in in metal, it, it's pretty interesting to see where they go past that. Yeah. You know? So that's kind of where I am right now with them. Yeah. Yeah. Or with this event, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I think the one thing that that really stood out for me this issue is just Greg Capullo's work. Oh, for sure. I mean, I mean, you can tell that I'm just more of a picture guy <laughs> than a words guy. Uh, nothing wrong with that. Nothing wrong with that. Nothing wrong with that. That's what comics are. Yeah, but pictures and words. But just the way that that Greg, I'm I'm using his first name like like me and him are best friends. <laughs> I've only ever met him once, but um, <laughs> but um, just the way that he draws the the villains and the Dark Knights versus the heroes, it's like. You can really tell who's good and who's bad. Right. Right? Yeah. Because he draws the corruption of the Dark Knight so well. Mm-hmm. Right? Like, you can really tell in, in their facial expressions. You can really tell in the way um, in the way that he draws their, their costumes and their suits that they are just, like, corrupt beyond repair. Yeah. And I love that about the way he draws them. Right? As And, you know versus how he draws the heroes where even though they're they're beaten and they're tattered they still look like heroes yeah right and and he preserves that uh within the way that he draws their face and and the way that he draws their posture their posture yeah Yeah, exactly and i really love that about about these issues so far right it's just the the difference in in it's it's the same art style but different at the same time and it, and it really is very visually appealing. Yeah. So that's where I'm going to go with those issues. Yeah. No, no I agree with you. I yeah. agree with you. He's a he's a master. You know. Oh yeah. He's, funny guy he's, too. He's the master. Yeah. Real funny guy. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I met him a few times. He's he's a funny guy. Yeah. And Scott too. Scott's a funny guy. Actually, 
<laughs> real quick, just real quick yeah, before yeah. we end the segment. Yeah. Uh, I remember meeting Scott, um, and uh, it was at the, uh, the 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 experience. It was the uh, Scott. It's like a DC panel experience at last year's Fan Expo. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah. And they had the panel, so Scott was there. Uh, Scott, Greg, Jeff Lemire, uh, Jim Lee was there. Yeah. Dan Didio's there, mm-hmm. and they were talking about metal as an event. Yeah. Right. And Jason Fabric was there too because he did all the covers for yeah, the yeah, times. Yeah. Yeah. Amazing artist. By yeah. The way. Yeah. So they were doing the panel, and Scott's sitting there, and he's just spoiling everything. <laughs> and he's just, but you can see, you can just sense the excitement in him. You can sense. Yeah. That he's so passionate about what he does. Yeah. Right? So passionate about his stories. Yeah. But he spoiled everything. Which is fine because um, <laughs> because the way he talks about it is even though he spoils everything, you still want to go out exactly, and read it. Exactly, yeah. Like he spoils it and he's just like, man, I still got to go read it. Though. I got to go yeah. see what happened. We got to see how yeah. he did that. And then that. Dan's in the back. Dan Didio is just like, ugh. He's motioning on his throat. He's just like, ugh. Listen, man, DC's going to cut us. He's like, come on, man. Come on. So, but yeah, anyways, that's that's all I got to say about that. Yeah. Yeah, so... Um, anyway, so we, we are running a little bit long, so uh, we're going to go ahead and we're going to cut right to our offerings to Dark Side. Offerings to Dark Side. Here we go. And we are at our offerings to Dark Side segment, uh, where we take something outside of the world of comics and outside of the world of coffee, and we make it as an offering, as a suggestion to you, our listeners. Uh, it's just something that we enjoy, and that's something that we hope you'll enjoy as well. Uh, we spent pretty much the last hour or so talking about comics, so I think it's fitting that uh, we sort of go outside of it, you know, just let you just let you know a little bit about us and a little bit about what we like. I agree. So, um, I agree. Yeah. yeah. Thanks, Victor. Thanks for agreeing. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so uh, who wants to start this one? Um, I'll let you start it. Go you're, ahead. You're gonna let me start. Yeah, man. Wow, so gracious. You know, <laughs> stay humble. My offerings to Dark Side this week is an album by Daniel Caesar called Freudian. Okay. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He is a Canadian singer songwriter. He's actually okay. from Oshawa. Um, oh okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's so close. He's. I think I think you had mentioned this earlier. He's got a real Frank Ocean vibe about him. Mm-hmm. Like his R and B is very classic. Right, it's not like it's not very like synth heavy with with the with the instrumentals. Like it's very like it's almost jazzy in a way. It's very smoothing, very jazzy, and it's it's a very refreshing take um, on R and B that I I haven't heard in a very long time. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. you get what I mean. Yeah, like it's it's very reminiscent of like. Some early Usher, some Craig David. Okay, right. Yeah, so uh, that's going to be my recommendation. My favorite song on the album is uh, Get You. Okay. And uh, Best Part of Her. Those are my two favorite songs. So if you haven't heard it already, definitely get that album. Definitely give him a try because I guarantee you will not be disappointed. Yeah, Daniel Caesar. It's, Daniel uh, Caesar album is Freudian. So it's a good artist, good artist. Um, okay, so we haven't really discussed this beforehand, but coincidentally, my offer this week is a band called Dizzy. Stop it! It's music. <laughs> it's a music offering. It is the music <laughs> week. <laughs> so uh, yeah, it's a band called Dizzy. Yeah. They're 
Uh, it's actually a new band. They've released a few singles only. I don't think it's a full album yet. Okay. Uh, they released a few singles. I heard it on Apple Music, and it's actually one of their recommended, uh, one of the recommended new artists. So I gave it okay. a listen, and it's so good. It's really, really good. And coincidentally, they're also from Oshawa. Really? Yep. From the suburb of Oshawa, Ontario. Okay, so this is like the craziest co- so, coincidence so this of all time. We're just shouting out Oshawa. Shout out to Oshawa. <laughs> Shout out to Oshawa down the street. Um, so yeah, uh, this band is three brothers um, and their friend. So it's uh, Charlie, Alex, Mackenzie, and their friend Katie. Okay. And um, yeah, th- th- this band is just, they kind of came out of nowhere for me. Yeah. So I was discovering it on Apple Music. Yeah. Because um, I like to just go through like you know their new artists of the week and stuff like that, or Apple Spotlight stuff like that, and uh, the band is really good. Hmm. Um, they have some really really good sounds. Uh, kind of reminds me a little bit of that. I wouldn't say early Coldplay, but it's kind of like um, when Coldplay started making a transition, but right. they haven't gone fully to what they're doing now. Okay, that transitional period Coldplay, mm. and it's uh, but it's 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 a little smoother, it's a little lighter. Okay, um, it's got more of that indie indie vibe to it right and uh, it's just really smoothing okay yeah so yeah that that's my recommendation a uh, band called dizzy. dizzy if you got a dizzy yeah so if you got a chance to, to check it out I, w- I would definitely go online and check them out hey canadian music man it's really taken off yeah yeah for sure so no it's and it's, and it's great they're so local right yeah they're, they're just local grown talents it just feels good to support artists that are from your own backyard yeah do you know exa- what i mean yeah exactly and it's good to see it's good to see that they're also successful as well. Exactly. Right. Yeah. Like, uh, like actually, Furian, when it when it first got released, uh, I think made like top forty on the UK billboards. Oh, really? And yeah, and top fifteen on another billboard. I can't I can't remember which one, but like that's pretty good for for uh, an artist's first album. Yeah, for sure. Uh, and especially a Canadian one, other than Justin Bieber and Drake. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> that's 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 God's plan. It's God's plan. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so on that note, on that note, um, so thank you for tuning in, and we hope you enjoyed this episode. Uh, next week, we're going to be talking about uh, Dark Knight's Metal issues five and six because issue six will have just come out a day after the release of this episode. So I would definitely suggest reading that uh, reading that issue first. If you haven't had a chance to read it, don't worry. We're going to keep the episode as spoiler-free as we can. We'll try our best. And actually, we're, we're going to really try our best. We're going to take the themes, and we're most likely just going to talk about the themes. So we're not going to try mm-hmm. to spoil anything, because mm-hmm. I know it is uh, it is the end of a big event. So yeah. we don't want it to be spoiled for anybody. Of course. So, uh, But definitely, if you get a chance to read it first, read it first, because I think it's going to be epic. It's going to be amazing. Right? So uh, remember, if you like what we do on this podcast, please hit that subscribe button on the podcast service provider of your choice. We can be found on iTunes, Google Play, and our website uh, at darkrosecomics.podbean.com. Also, remember to rate and leave us a review on iTunes if you have some time to spare. Uh, If you have any questions, comments, or suggestions about the show, about what we've talked about, or if you have a book you would like us to discuss on the show, please email us at contact at darkrosecomics.com. You can also find us on Twitter at twitter.com slash darkrosecomics for the show. Uh, twitter.com slash geeky for myself and twitter.com slash victorjyoung for my co-host Victor. Uh, you can also find us on Instagram at instagram.com slash darkrosecomics. Uh, we posted some pictures about kind of what our little set in our little room looks like and uh, it's sort of, you know, just some of the process pictures. So maybe you'll find that fun. Uh, we also have a Facebook page at facebook.com slash darkrosecomics 
And if you would like to be a part of the community, join us on our Facebook group at Dark Rose Comics Group. Um, you can find all of us on there. You can shoot us our suggestions there as well. You can talk to everybody. If you're just really excited about a book, talk to us there. We'd be more than happy to talk to you about it. Right? So, as always, take care. Good night. Bye. And good luck. <laughs>